Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Our installment of Chicago's Legal Latte today is is going to allow us to cover several different aspects of the law, which, as so often happens, come together in in a unique scenario. Uh, Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. And if you've been a regular listener to this series over the past four or five years, you have heard some very thoughtful discussions about estate planning. And on other occasions, we've also been fortunate enough to talk about small business concerns uh, or different types of business structure concerns. Uh, in some cases, that might be family-owned entities. Today, we're going to bring the two together as we hear about some new proposed tax regulations that will significantly or could significantly impact uh, family-controlled businesses um, and therefore may generate some urging to review aspects of your estate plan as that may be part of uh, what you have prepared in that regard. So uh, a lot to cover, a great, great amount of detail today, and to do that I've enlisted the assistance of two attorneys, both from Lavelle Law. You've heard me talk with Brian Warrens in the past, and Brian's been gracious enough to return today. And in addition, I'm uh, very happy to welcome to the podcast for the first time attorney Jackie Lutheringhausen. Brian and Jackie, thank you very much for being here. Good afternoon. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, nice, nice to talk to you, Jim. Pleasure to have you here. So, before we get into the the depth of the discussion about these proposed regulations, let's let's establish some some basic background. And Brian, just give me a quick overview, if you can, of of the type of business entity that we'll be talking about that we'll be concerned with in today's discussion. So, the the type of business we we might be talking about is, say, we have like an uh, an LLC, you know, a, a limited liability company. It might hold some some real estate and uh you you rent it out you you kind of uh it's a going business for you um mm-hmm. so this i mean these valuation techniques are a way to kind of preserve control um and get uh greater amounts of value out of your estate get a better bang for your buck so to speak okay and, and you mentioned the estate, and Jackie, I know you work quite a bit with estate planning. Um, in, in general terms, at a high level here, is, is the transition of a family-owned business or enterprise like uh, Brian just described, is that something that really should always be accounted for in an estate plan? Yes, it should. Um, you know, every, they should uh, look at their plan yearly and um, decide whether to do any of these transfers to take advantage of the valuation discounts although these proposed regs may affect those transfers. Okay, and, and I've heard you both mention now valuation discounts, so let me let me turn to one of you and um, maybe have you share with us an explanation of, of what a valuation discount is. So uh, a valuation discount, Jim, um, might be um, if a person um, who has an interest in an entity has uh, maybe a minority interest, they have kind of uh, less power to kind of affect change within a, a company, um, or if uh, the company's kind of ownership interests are not necessarily uh, readily marketable. You know, you can't exact. It's not a public company. It's a closely held kind of family business. Um, 
those are the the types of things that are kind of taken into account when uh, coming up with maybe a, a discounted kind of value for what a person's uh, ownership in, in a company might be. And, and when would that be relevant? I mean, when, when would that type of evaluation or type of valuation uh, be required or necessary? It's it's something we, we specifically look at when we're trying to establish, um, you know, we look at the company it, itself and we say, hey, you know, what's this, what's this company worth when we're trying to figure out if we have uh, a taxable state, we're trying to kind of peg a number on uh, assets a person might have, and when we're looking at the discounts to try to to bring that number down in terms of um, what the value might be in the hands of the people who have it, and we do that maybe by by gifting out, and we we're able to gift out a greater kind of uh, ownership percent um, through use of the discount so we can get a little bit more out. Okay. Um, now, what we're talking about today, I believe, are some proposals from the Treasury Department um, uh, to, to change some of the uh, regulations around this. Can, can we get a summary, first of all, of, of what's being proposed? Sure, Jim. Um, so under the proposed regs, as written, um, they would significantly, significantly curtail the use of these valuation discounts that we're referring to. Um, there are three key components to proposed regs. The first one is that there's going to be a three-year look back to determine whether a valuation discount would apply. So under the proposed rules, if the transferor transfers the interest within three years of his death, his or her death, um, the valuation discount would not be considered. So the full value of what's gifted out is going to be pulled back in. That's that's under the mm -hmm. proposed rule. Now you could you could gift you could gift a di discounted amount, and um, it, it's gone. You know you you've you've given out that value. That ownership interest has passed on, and there's there's no sort of kind of clawback, which is what this would be a clawback of the the full non-discounted value of the of whatever's gifted. Okay, okay. Um, what other aspects are being considered then at this point? A uh, second key component is that the proposed rules create a new class of restrictions called disregarded restrictions, which will be ignored when valuing interests in a family-controlled business if the family still has control to remove the restriction in the aggregate after the transfer. So it sounds like basically, Jackie, um, if there is, um, if you basically still have the power, um, even though you have kind of gifted away on paper, you can still kind of get together with a like-minded interest to, to kind of have the same power. Uh, the IRS is going to say, no, you don't get a discount. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, and then Jackie, I think you said there would be one more uh, proposal here. Right. Under the third, the third component um, is that it takes away the ability to ability to use less restrictive state default laws to qualify a restriction as sufficient to support to, to support evaluation discount. So, um, under the proposed rules, state law will only be considered um, to support evaluation discount if the state law is required or mandatory. 
Okay. Well, we've we've got a little bit to talk about here, and uh, I've got the distinct advantage today of, of talking to uh, two of the excellent attorneys at Lavelle Law, uh, but just for a limited time. Uh, as always, we've got time constraints. So if you'd like to learn more about their work, let me just tell you now to see their profiles and read articles written by my guests. You can do that at LavelleLaw.com. Uh, you'll find a wealth of information there, not only not only on estate planning, but um, really all the other practice groups from within the firm. And you're hearing today a little bit about how some of those groups need to work together, uh, as we've talked about in the past. So Brian Warrens and Jackie Lutheran Housing are, are contributors to that site. They can be reached via email or phone. You get all that at the website. Uh, look it up. And uh, we want to use a few more minutes of their time here today. Now, um, I, I hear that these, uh, from what you're saying, is that these are proposed regulations by the Treasury. Um, is there a projected timetable as to when this might get enacted? Um, yes, Jim. The, uh, there's a hearing scheduled for December 1st. Which has happened which at this happened. point, sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it was anticipated that some form of these rules would go into effect early in 2017. However, with the recent change in the administration, we're not sure if the rules will take effect at all or in what form. So that's and that was one of the questions I want to ask um, because it it's intriguing that you know this is a fairly complex change and it impacts um, uh, property or uh, business owners to a fairly significant degree from what you're describing and yet we're really not sure you know whether or not these are going to be enacted so so Brian you know if someone has an ownership interest in a family business should they should they be doing something right now or do you kind of wait until you find out that this is going to be in place for sure or is it too late by then? I mean, it might be too late by then. I mean, certainly there's a lot of aspect, aspects of the, these regulations that I believe are going to be implemented. You know, uh, it's very likely that kind of this, this look back will come into place. And uh, the, for, for a long time now, this is something that uh, the, the Treasury Department has wanted to enact, uh, kind of uh, restricting these, these regulations that have, have kind of gone wild. Um, and, and bringing these kind of uh, percentages down quite a bit. Um, so I, I'd say it, it's still, even if it's not something that's done uh, before the year ends, um, this is not, at least as it's proposed right now, to apply retroactively. So there's there's still time to evaluate if, if this is an option that makes sense based on, on, on the business, uh, the estate planning needs of the family, and uh, their, their goals overall for uh, carrying the business on to the next generation. Yeah, and what? give me a couple of examples of what options the family and the business owners might have at this point. What what steps might they take if, if they uh, decide that they want to do something at this point to maybe help protect their interests a little bit against these regulations? So one thing they, they might do is, is is maybe not not gift as 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 great a percent that they want that that's something or as, as they might were these regulations not not proposed you know or the un, them being uncertain um, but but in in order to kind of um, make the make gifts using these discounts at all uh, there's 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 absolutely steps you got to take uh, you got to make sure that you have the right kind of business governance documents in place like a an operating agreement uh for an LLC that that has the right terms that allow us to take advantage of these discounts that allow us to make gifts of perhaps non-voting interest while preserving control in in uh the family who's members who have always kind of run the business while still getting value um out of an estate 
And Jackie, when we talk about making changes to an estate plan, especially something as, as complex as this might be, um, what, what should the client expect in terms of, of, you know, what do they need to prepare to help you do it properly? How much lead time do they need? And, and is it something that should really be looked at on an annual basis or every three years? What, what's the right way to go about all this? So, I mean, I, I'll jump in here, Jim. Um, the, the the type of stuff that, that we'll need to know is um, if there is a, a, a recent valuation of a business, that's something that should be tracked from time to time so you can really um, have your eyes on what kind of um, – what the playing field is, you know, how close mm-hmm. you are to – the estate tax uh, exemption. If it's if it's a, a real dire need to potentially take advantage of higher discounts to get greater greater value out of your estate. Um, so you know if it's an entity that might hold real estate. You know you you if if you haven't done appraisals in a while, you might want to think about getting some of those done. Um, for other types of business, there there might be more kind of involved. Um, business valuations that need to happen and experts that need to be brought in. So certainly if, if you're not sure of the, the value, if, if you're uh, gearing up to, to retire and, and you want to start kind of transitioning the business over, um, those are those are sometimes you might want to look at this. Okay. Well, um, as I mentioned, uh, whenever we get together on the podcast here, we uh, do find ourselves running up against the clock and we're in that situation now. So uh certainly want to thank uh, the attorneys from Lavelle Law for joining me, Attorney Jackie Lutheringhausen, uh, for the first time, and uh, her colleague, Bryant Warrens, who is uh, here today. And we've heard uh, from Brian in the past. I look forward to having conversations with both of them in the future. Now, if you need any more information from them, I referenced LavelleLaw.com, a uh, great place for you to visit. You can get all the information uh, about the practice groups and uh, services offered there. Or, as always, give them a call at 847-705-7555. Look forward to having uh, all of you back with us again for a podcast again next week. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.